Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, sports fans. This is another Saturday morning, and it's time for a brand new weekend sports huddle. This is Tom Powell in the host seat. <coughs> Dave Holcomb is still on vacation. As a matter of fact, Dave Holcomb just left Chicago on his way home. Uh, we spent the last two days in Chicago. First time I was able to meet him in seven years that I've known him. Um, and we went to uh, White Sox game uh, Thursday against the Orioles. White Sox got chilled 9-3. to three. Uh, Hunter, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Just, you know, just hold back until I introduce you. Um, and went to see... Uh, Fantastic Cubs game yesterday. Um, Cubs won six to two. We did a Facebook live in front of Wrigley Field yesterday afternoon. If you didn't get a chance to see it, go to our Facebook page, uh, search for Weekend Sports Huddle on Facebook, and take a look at the page, uh, the Facebook live we did in front of Wrigley Field. Uh, had a lot of fun doing that. That was just before we parted ways for the. For the weekend, but uh, Dave off today, heading home. We have back this week from not West Virginia, but <laughs> I'm teasing you, Hunter, from Oklahoma. Let's go to Hunter Hody. Hunter, how you doing? I'm doing good, Tom. I'm <clears throat> I'm on vacation with my girlfriend. Actually, I finally um I was just uh, with her family, but I, I had to step out. I stepped outside. She didn't care. Okay, that's good. Glad to hear. Glad to hear you're back. Uh, Hunter's been off the last two weeks because of work, and you know definitely understand that. I, when you're uh, younger than college, well, hell, when you're any age, uh, you, you got to get the green when you get the chance. So today exactly. we're going to talk about. Yes, you better believe it. Um. If you did watch uh, me and Dave on our Facebook Live broadcast yesterday, we asked a question uh, from our preseason NL Divisional picks, and we kind of all said that they were going to be runaway divisional wins, uh, even though I shouldn't probably remind everyone of that. Uh, Which one seemed to be in most danger of losing their division? Uh, We made our selection yesterday on the Facebook Live. This morning, we'll talk about the subject with Hunter. And we're also going to look at the highly improbable Stanley Cup Finals matchup between the expansion Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Washington Capitals. So that's all coming up on WRSD's Weekend Sports Huddle. Want to invite our audience to join in the conversation. Our phone number is 516-387-1417. You can also tweet us at our Twitter handle, WKD Sports Huddle. 
And this show is brought to you by Austin Marcos Lachio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you toward wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcoslachio.com. Hunter! Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Oh, is that, that wind or... We're getting some... Uh, those, uh, are, those are just bugs probably making noise. They're on the country, okay. Tom. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't want to do that too too often. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I highly, uh, if anyone uh, does it, highly uh, do not recommend it. Uh, but the good thing is I'm out an hour from Dallas, so I can go to an urban area. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that, that saves you at least. Okay, <laughs> in our preview, we said Nationals, Cubs, Dodgers. And we said mm-hmm. running away. We said this, these, if the wild card race was going to be interesting, but the divisional races, take a look at the top three favorites. Well, right now the Cubs are in third place, three and a half games behind the Brewers, uh, with the Pirates in second. The Nationals are in third, two games behind the Braves, with the Phillies a half game out of second place. I mean, out of first place, they're in second. The Dodgers are in fourth place, five games back, with a 23-27 record, behind the Rockies, Diamondbacks, and Giants. Uh, Hunter, again, we asked this question on our Facebook Live yesterday and came up with uh, our opinion. What is your opinion? Uh, most danger of losing their division race, Nationals, Cubs, or Dodgers? I think it's a tie between two. Uh, I, I'd probably, if I had to lean one side, uh, my both my teams, I have Milwaukee and Atlanta. Um, Milwaukee, I, they did the same thing last year, got off to a hot start. The Cubs slacked off, and then the Cubs just beat them down late in the season when uh, Milwaukee wasn't used to those kind of big games late in the year. And that's probably what's going to happen again this year. So I don't have a lot of faith in the Brewers. And I know I, I did watch your Facebook Live, Tom. Saw saw you guys just hanging out together. Sorry, sorry, I couldn't catch a flight to Chicago. I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, Hunter, but, uh, <laughs> you were excluded. You could have. You could have come on in. You know, we would have had fun you know, too. You know, as, you know, as, Tom, as far as that goes, my bank next account. time, next time you're uh, in Chicago, you know, give me a yell. So yes, of course, yeah, that would have oh, wiped bank my accounts, bank account. Make clean. accounts. <laughs> you know. You got student loans, right? Uh, no, no, my my parents split. No, oh, okay. No. Well, you know, that's that's the bank. You got parents. Uh, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. I, I ask my mom for probably too much money sometimes, but whatever. But, um, and then you have Atlanta. Uh, back to Atlanta. Um, off to a much better start than I thought, but. Um, the Nationals are creeping up on a lot on those teams now. Um, lately, I think that going into a couple of games, they've won, they've won 16 of 21 after that 12 and 17 start. They've really played much better baseball, even when they're so banged up. So I think they're eventually going to uh, um, catch both the Phillies and the Braves. Uh, I saw Daniel Murphy starting his rehab assignment soon, but yeah. Now we have these two dogs barking outside, and this is going to be a killer for the show if they don't stop. <laughs> don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> we're hearing you all right, so don't, don't, yeah, don't uh, sweat that. But uh, 
you know, the, the thing is, Dave and I both agreed that the Nationals probably had the toughest route to the playoffs after, you know, coming up into Memorial Day weekend. Uh, uh-huh. Because you've got the Braves, who are a young team. I don't think anybody expected the Braves to do what they're doing right now. But Ozzy Albies has really uh, taken up a leadership spot on that team. Uh, Freddie Freeman is coming through the way you nor- normally expect Freddie Freeman to come through. And mm-hmm. the Phillies, you knew, were on the come after last yeah. season. Uh, they just needed a little bit more time. But So you're facing two very young teams that are off to good starts. Uh, have some solid pitching. Uh, the Braves have scored the most runs in the National League so far. Uh, the Nationals are fourth, Phillies fifth. Uh, Atlanta second in total bases. Nationals are sixth. Atlanta is third in slugging. And Ozzy Albies is second to Bryce Harper in home runs. So that's, that, that's an incredible stat, too. I feel bad because I really didn't know a lot of the Braves players other than Freddie Freeman. So I, I feel really bad. Um, I really did not. They lost so many of their hitters. I, I know, of course, who Freddie Freeman is. But, I, I mean, I knew they were on the upcoming. But I didn't know, like, some of their other hitters, honestly. Oh, or NCRT, too. He's, he's been really good for a long, for a long time. But oh, he's I feel been good for a long time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course I know those two. But other than that, like, I feel like I just don't know, like, as many other hitters as I should. Well, Albies came up last year, and uh, he was the Braves' top prospect. And is really really breaking through this season. Um, Uh And, you know, the pitching with uh, Julio Tehran is is leading their staff. It's, you know, it's been an interesting way to watch them kind of get a big start the way they have. Um, and, and it doesn't look like they're going away. That, that's the thing. <clears throat> and the Nationals are still struggling with injuries. And if you think you had a meeting that's hurt now, just, just give them a couple of weeks. Um, uh, <laughs> it's been so sad. He's been, never been hurt in his career. And the second he gets to Washington, boop, I get hurt twice. But he says he'll be back in a few weeks, so hopefully the, he stays healthy for good. But at least Daniel Murphy's coming back in a couple of weeks, too. That will be much needed. And they really miss him. I mean, that, that's been yeah. an incredible uh, for the, for the uh, Nationals. Um, yeah, I don't know what he did to his knee, but it, it seemed pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but the Braves are getting solid pitching. Um, you know, out of uh, again Julio Tehran, uh, uh, Sean Newcomb's coming up, a young pitcher having a very good year with them. Uh, Brandon McCarthy's five and two, uh, a veteran pitcher, but he, he's been in pennant races. He knows what he's doing when it gets uh, when the going gets tough. And uh, Arodis Vizcaino has nine saves for the team, so. You know, a lot of things going right for the Braves. Um, the Phillies <laughs> picked up Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta's four and two and helping to lead that staff with Nola and Nick Pavetta. 
um, has mm-hmm. a strong staff there. That's why I wonder if, you know, are the, you know, even if the Braves fall off, you're, you're still going to have to deal with the Phillies. It, it, yeah, I'm not, I'm not honestly too concerned with the, uh, the Phillies. They basically almost caught up to them, but, uh, I don't even really think we've played the Phillies that much this year. I think we have one series against them. It's so early, you know. I, I want to see these teams yeah. play each other like late in the year. Um, I think I think the Nationals took two out of three against them, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to go back and check. It, it, I think they played them in like April, so I can't remember off the top of my head. But again, a young team that finished strong last year, and mm-hmm. – um, I expected them to give the Nationals problem this season. No, no, they're they're going to be a good team in the next one to two, the two years for sure. I'm excited to see, hopefully, see them good again because they've just been awful ever since they basically won the World Series. What was it a decade ago? Yeah, they've been dreadful yeah. almost for the last eight years. So it's good to finally see them actually playing decent baseball again. Because it's really they used to these teams used to like not like each other, and ever since then it's just been a it's a smooth sailing. But maybe it'll, it'll probably get that back a little bit. Well, it's a natural rivalry. Uh, yeah, it, it's you know if they could get that going again, that's the thing. It really is oh, yeah, a yeah. great rivalry for the Nationals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I and mean, you know the Nationals are tearing tearing up the Marlins, but who does it? The Marlins are awful. Well, and then the Mets, who does them? Yeah. yeah, the Mets are the Mets. I, I, that's what I always say. The Mets are just the Mets. <laughs> well, the Mets, the hell of it is that their pitching. You thought their pitching was going to pick up really strong earlier in the year, but it seems yeah. that, like they're going through injuries on their pitching staff again. They're having a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I know DeGrom's been really good, but they can't seem to score when he pitches. Syndergaard's always really good. They can't seem to score when he pitches. And it's just it's, it's, it's just sad. Like, that, that team is just all, – all the bad luck just goes to them every year. It's kind of – it's just kind of funny. And then they ended up having to uh, cut um, Matt Harvey because of uh, – mm-hmm. His behavior. Yeah, so, yeah, Matt Harvey. Always a good laugh. <laughs> but, you know, looking at the, as I say, Dave and I think the Nationals have the toughest road. Uh, looking at the Cubs, uh, again, what you're talking about with the Brewers, you're correct. I mean, the Cubs have given the – you know, the Cubs have beaten the Brewers seven of eight times this year, and in my case, I find it tough to take the Brewers seriously if you can't beat the top team in your division, uh, the division champs the last two years. Then what are you doing thinking that <clears throat> that you're going to be uh, going anywhere this season? Yeah. But, <laughs> you know. You know, until you prove you can beat the Cubs, I, I find it hard to take you seriously as a uh, as a pennant contender. And that's just the way it is. So, yeah, it's kind and, of weird. It's like they own like the real estate in their head. They can't beat them. You know, give them a little time, and 
Now, what surprised me is the Pirates have been able to stay on top of their division as long as they have. Yeah, I don't understand that. They're not even that good, yet they're still playing decent baseball. It is kind of weird. I don't. I think the Pirates said they're probably just still waiting for the collapse because I'm sure it'll come eventually. What do you make of the Cardinals? <laughs> uh, the Cardinals actually got off to a stronger start than I thought this season. Um, but losing um, yeah. Molina for a while and, uh, you know, it's tough because they don't have Wayne Wright again. And mm-hmm. I think they really need Wainwright to, to you know, stabilize that staff and, and stay as a contender. Um, it's killing them that they can't get um, Wainwright healthy for for more than a, you know, great period of time, get a few games out of him. Um, you know, he, and he was one in three when he went on the disabled list. But uh, losing a uh, Yadi Molina is really uh, – that, that's a killer for that team because, he, to me, he's the leader of that team. Uh, if he's not mm-hmm. on the field, that's, that's the biggest problem they have right now. Um, you know, may not be – may not hit as well as he did, you know, earlier in his career, but still one of the best catchers in baseball, in my opinion. And, <laughs> you know, I'm really – um, I think that really hurts them. Dexter Fowler, who they picked up as a leadoff man, not hitting well this year. Um, you know, the Cubs relied on Fowler two seasons in a row to set the table. And I would argue that the Cubs are still working hard to try to replace Fowler. I don't think they've replaced him yet, as, you know, in the leadoff spot. And I think that might be, I, to, to me, that's one of the Cubs' problems. Um, Tommy Pham is hitting very well for the Cardinals after a slow start. So, I mean, the Cardinals do have a lot going for them, but, you know, key players, two key players, uh, you know, Yadi, Yadi, Molina and, uh, Adam Wainwright being out, I think is really going to hurt their chances, even though they're getting good pitch, pitching from Miles Mikolas and Michael Wada, you know, Waka. Um, I, I don't know if they can overcome the other injuries. It, it's, you know, they're a solid team. I still think the Cubs have a better team than they do uh, up and down the lineup. But, you know, St. Louis is always dangerous. Um, they're annoying but, is what they but, are. What's that? They, they, never, go, they never go away is, is, is what I've always learned. Well, that's true. They never do. And that's the problem, yeah. especially here in Chicago, where you know the Cardinals are a main rival. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and exactly. I find the Pirates fascinating again because this is a team that you know we talked about before the season, and after trading McCutcheon and uh, Garrett Cole, we really didn't think they had anything, and. I'm kind of still wondering where they're getting it from because uh, Nova has Derek not Dickerson. been good this year. Uh, Trevor Williams and Chad Cool have been uh, pitching well. 
But the guy you really thought might be the anchor to the staff, Jamison Tyone, is he's only two and four, and he's he's had a rough season so far. So yeah, yeah, it's weird. Their team is weird. I know Eric Anderson's <clears throat> been really, really good for them. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people have hated on Gregory Polanco this year. Apparently, he has not been good. Um, but yeah, I don't really know. Um, where like I think this most a lot of their hitting has come from Dickerson. I think the Rays just gave him away, and the Pirates are like, okay, we'll sign him cheap, and then he's just he's producing well for them. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, the Rays did give him away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. You know, that hits him right on the head. And, yeah, the Pirates took advantage of it because he is giving them great numbers. Um, So far, five home runs, 31 RBIs, 319 batting Mm -hmm. average, 357 on base. I mean, he's really come through well for him. Um, As far as hitting, yeah, you're right. Sterling uh, Gregory Polanco is at only hitting 213. 325 on base percentage, which isn't bad, and eight home runs. Yeah. So he's get, at least he's giving the Pirates some power. But, you know, and I brought it up last week with our guest host, uh, Wanda Weidman. Um, I know Clint Hurdle struggled in, uh, in uh, Colorado, but at this point, with what he's doing with the Pirates, do you have to start considering him as one of the best managers in the game right now? Uh, he he he's he's up there for sure. I think a lot of Pirates fans have really hated on him, honestly, for like the longest time. It, it's just kind of confusing. He's won uh, ninety-eight games with them, if I'm not mistaken. That was the year they went had the wild card with the Cubs. Um, he's won over ninety games a couple times with them. I know they lost a five-game series against the Cardinals. Um, but yeah, he, he he the how much he's done with this poor pirate team, it, it says pretty something that he he's been a good manager for a while. I mean, I think if he were like to be fired at some point by the pirates, he he probably would not have a job very long. <laughs> Maybe thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, I think right. I think someone would pick him up right away. Because yeah, I think uh, he's done a heck of a job taking this team. And having them ready to play every day, um, mm-hmm. and and getting the most he can out of the lineup, out of the players he's been given, because um, it's it's not. You look at it up and down. I think it's one of you know it's one of the weaker rosters in the National League, but mm-hmm. uh, he's managed he's managed to keep them near the top of the division. But that's one of the reasons why I think the Cubs are still well poised to uh, make their run for the National League Central. The main thing with the Cubs, they're and this kind of surprised me as I was looking at it because they have struggled on offense, but they're near the top of the National League in nearly all offensive categories. And they have a wide lead in run differential, which they did the year that they won the World Series. So it's it means they're getting a lot of good pitching too. And and if the offense does even come around to anywhere near what's capable of, I think the Cubs make a run. I I still think the Cubs are poised for a run. Um, any fans, if you want to add to the conversation. Uh, 
let us know. Do you have your own opinion on uh, which team might be in the biggest danger? Give us a call, 516-387-1417. We're going to take a quick break and then talk about the National League West for a little bit, uh, give you a little look at the Dodgers, and we'll see uh, see what kind of shape the Dodgers are in to make a run of their own in the National League West. Three More Bites, the cookbook series by husband and wife duo Ayo and Bob Lai will keep you entertained and your appetite satisfied. With recipes inspired by their life stories, cooking and enjoying these unique recipes is a perfect way to spend time with friends and family. Whether you are an experienced chef or just learning to cook, their helpful cooking tips and tricks and delicious recipes will have you begging for three more bites. Pick up your copy of Three More Bites Presents Cozy Cooking and Three More Bites Presents Three Weddings and a Honeymoon Today from www.threemorebites.com. And we're back on Weekend Sports Huddle. This is Tom Holland along with Hunter Hodes, Dave Holcomb heading back home. Um, we'll be back in Atlanta. We'll be back with us next week. Uh, this show is brought to you by author Marco Sacchio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you toward wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. All right, National League West, we got the Dodgers who are in uh, just a terrible situation so far uh, in fourth place under 500. But Aww. one of the reasons why, what's that? Uh, no, I was just teasing. <laughs> okay. But one of the reasons why I didn't pick the Dodgers as being in the most trouble yet, and maybe in a couple of months I will, but right now they're in a division that uh, to me is kind of the, I, I would say is the weakest in the National League so far. Uh, the Diamondbacks looked like they were going to run away with that thing, and they've only been 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. They have fallen into second place behind the uh, uh, Colorado Rockies. And with the Dodgers, with Kershaw, Hill, uh, Rue, and and, uh, Alex Wood are all injured, that's, you know, you're you're missing four pitchers out of one of the best rotations in baseball. You know, that's a hell of a thing to make up for. Yeah, it's just it's bad. That's just too many injuries to your staff. You got to start uh, calling people up from your minor league team, and then you put them in, and that um, that stuff could lose um, could lose games. And then, of course, you have Corey Seager who's out. Um, I think he's a good hitter. Um, yep, it all adds up, and, and, and it's just a bad start for them. Uh, luckily, there's some of those teams in the division aren't that good. Uh, the Giants are meh this year, meh at best. Uh, the Diamondbacks, yeah, like you said, they started off so hot. I think it really started when um, they played the Nationals in this year. It was a four-game series out in Arizona, and the Nationals beat them down pretty hard. It was, I think they took three out of four for a four-game sweep. And ever since then, I think that's what led, led to this latest slide. I think they've lost uh, four out of the last uh, that's four out of the last five since then, and it's just it's been a tough sledding out there in Arizona. But I mean, I really like Colorado's team still, but. I don't know how much damage they can do to the Dodgers if the Dodgers get um, going. But 
Um, they they have to get going at some point. Is is the big thing? Yes. Well, the the thing with the Diamondbacks, and I think is really killing them right now. Paul Goldschmidt is only hitting two oh six. Just has six yeah. home runs. Um, you know, he's the force in their lineup. Goldschmidt isn't hitting. This this they're going to have a tough time win, winning any games. Um, Chris mm-hmm. Owings is not hitting the way he did last year. Uh, he's only at 180 batting average. Peralta is only at 269. The Scalso is 248. This is a team that's just struggling to hit right now. Um, terrible up and down their lineup. And if Goldschmidt doesn't get things together, um, this is a team that, that could fall out of the race real quick. So that, that's why I think the Dodgers are so well in this. Yeah, yeah, Arizona, yeah, like you said, they, they need to start hitting. Paul Goldschmidt needs to on, like, a hot streak. Um, batting barely over 200 is um, – I know it's not acceptable for his standards. And I think, of course, he knows that. Like, he's a, um all-world <laughs> talent. So, I think I think he'll uh, – He'll have to get it going at some point. Um, and the same, yeah, for Johnny uh, Peralta. Yeah, he's one of their best hitters, too. But, it, yeah, that's what I really noticed when the Nationals went out there. They did not hit well against the Nationals. This was kind of – it was kind of weird. Yeah. I, but I also think we threw uh, Strasburg and Scherzer in that series. So, I, it, it'll make it kind of tough for two out of those four games. But even when they didn't throw uh, any of those, they just couldn't hit off our other pitchers. So, it was kind. Of, it was kind of weird to uh, to watch uh, Goldschmidt struggle like that, and uh, Peralta. It, I don't know. Hope the hopefully they'll they'll get out of this slide. Yeah, it's 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 tough um, when they're they're hitting like that because they, you know, they got some good pitching, but not outstanding pitching, and uh, you know, but. Then you also have the Rockies who are, you know, struggling at the bat. Um, you know, Charlie mm-hmm. Blackman is not yet anywhere near where you would expect him to hit. Carlos Gonzalez, I don't know. He's had trouble the last two seasons. I'm beginning to wonder if he might be running down on his career. Uh, Nolan Arenado is the only one who's really hitting in that lineup so far. And it's, it's tough yeah, to make a lineup yeah. when you only got one guy who's Who's uh, coming through for you? Yeah, he's 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 trying to carry them, but I don't know how long it's going to last. They they need to get those guys going uh, for uh, for sure. And Gonzalez and um, Blackman. And I remember, yeah, Blackman had like the best season of his career last year for Colorado. Yeah, it was the biggest reason. Yeah, they they got back to the playoffs. One of the biggest reasons. So yeah, he's going to have to start hitting well. Someone needs to help out Nolan Renato. <laughs> yeah, I know, because, uh, you know, they picked up Trevor Story. Trevor Story is not doing it. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. DJ LeMahieu was hitting, but he's now on the 10-day disabled list. So uh, you never know when he's going to get back. Um, again, you know, it, it's a tough situation. That's why I think if the Dodgers get a few guys back and, you know, get their pitching staff back in order – you know, they're going to be a tough team uh, all through the summer. So, again, you know, according to uh, 
I know you disagree. Who now saying all this, who do you think is still in the most danger of losing their division race? Uh just because they're the farthest back. I'll go with the Dodgers, but call me an idiot when when they probably come back and win the division because I'm wrong ninety percent of the time. Oh God! Oh, yeah, we're gonna uh, take another break and going to come back to uh, one of those epic uh, things that you probably would love to take back. And uh, but uh, we'll get back to that. <laughs> hey, well, we're gonna get to this in a little bit. Um, because we got a weird Stanley Cup final that no one predicted, uh, especially our hockey expert, Hunter Hodes. So we will be back in a moment um, on Weekend Sports Huddle with Hunter Hodes. This is Tom Pollan. Einstein and Moo is Jennifer Millie's exciting new children's book series about two black and white cats who are brother and sister and have great adventures. The first book, Einstein and the Leap, is all about playful Einstein. Suitable for children of all ages and cat lovers alike, Einstein and the Leap is a wonderfully written and illustrated book that will capture your heart. Buy your copy of Einstein and the Leap today at www.rsplaunchpad.com, Amazon, or Barnes & Noble Nook. Would you like to advertise on WRSP Radio? Your ad can be heard on multiple platforms, from radio to video and even print magazines. WRSP Radio is looking for advertisers now, and our amazing low rates won't last forever. So contact us today at info at wrspradio.com. That is info at wrspradio.com. And we're back on Weekend Sports Huddle. This is Tom Pound along with Hunter Hodes. Uh, we're inviting phone calls if you have any opinion on the uh, race in the three uh, National League divisions. Give us a call, 516-387-1417. Or on any subject, if you have an opinion, something you want to talk about, something you want to hear about, give us a call again, 516-387-1417. This show has been brought to you by author Marco Sacchio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you toward wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. Also remember, follow the show on Twitter at WKD Sports Huddle. And on Facebook, give us a search for at Weekend Sports Huddle. Uh, Like the page and join the conversation. Hunter! Way, yeah. way back around the expansion draft, I asked you what the chances were of the Las not Vegas now, Golden Knights. Not now, Tom. <laughs> I asked you <laughs> what chance the Las Vegas Golden Knights had of earning a playoff spot in their first season. You said something along the lines of no way. Um, and then 10 games into the season after the Knights got off to a fast start, 
Dave and I trust you on whether the Knights can keep it up. And again, <sighs> you saw them sinking to the bottom of the Western Conference. And here we are. Time for the Stanley Cup play, uh, finals. Uh, two teams playing on the big stage. Uh, one of them, you know, are we surprised that the Washington Capitals are there? I don't say that I'm as surprised by the Washington Capitals as I am by the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, what say you, Hunter Hodes? Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, no one picked the Vegas Golden Knights to make the playoffs. No one predicted them to get first in their division. No one predicted them to get to win a playoff series. No one predicted them to win two or three playoff series. And yet here they are just proving everyone like me an idiot once again and that we know nothing about this crazy, ridiculous sport. Um (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, it's unbelievable The Capitals I'm surprised at Because I, you know, I needed to see Them beat Pittsburgh before I believe I, I, like, The only way they were going to beat Pittsburgh Is if I'm not dreaming And I truly believed in Solomon And I did, so congrats to them And then they beat Tampa when I actually didn't think they would um, I had Tampa Bay in six So I was close, but then they uh, got shut out The last two games And Tampa choked another 3-2 series lead but um, this is a Stanley Cup final that I think a lot of people are going to watch. You have Ovechkin uh, for Stanley Cup, potentially. Um, this is the first time he's ever been to a Cup final, and, yeah, he's in his 30s. That shows how just how bad the Caps organization has been over the years and just not helping this poor guy out because he produces basically every playoff run. And it's it's sad that this is the first time that they've ever been to a final. But um, well, yeah, I think it's And, and Hunter, that yeah. – that's what I was going to bring up to you, and I wanted to ask you about also. Um, everybody rips Ovechkin. Uh, for yeah, the it's Capitals, not uh, right. Yeah, for the Capitals' failure in the playoffs, but you're right. It's not his fault. He's a premier player in the league. He does come through in, in playoff time, but when you're the only player on the ice that another team has to fear, I mean – it, it makes it tough to get anywhere uh, in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. So yeah, he shows up every single series, and you know, yeah, of course, you know the Canadian media is going to bash him. But you know, if he if Alex Ovechkin was uh, Canadian or something, I bet he'd get no hate, <laughs> which is hilarious. Right, it, it's so true right. too. Yeah, but he's Russian, so of course he's going to get all he's the, all the hate. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how anyone can hate Ovechkin. I don't. I mean, I actually uh, I would like him to win sometime. Um, the rest of that team, though, mostly, um, uh, no, nope, don't care. Um, uh, there's a couple players I could sing well that I never want to win, but I think that would be foolish. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but Ovechkin, yeah, he, he's right up there with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, with some of the players that have never won that should win, like, you know, Henrik Lundqvist should probably get one someday. Um, yeah. You know, Jerome McGinley, a, bun- a bunch of them. But uh, it- it's good to see him finally get to his first final. And the last time they were there, Tom, you know what year it was? I was one years old. One year old. Just one. Oh, really? Okay. No, I didn't remember the last time they had gotten into a final. Oh, Tom. Oh, I'm going to give you a hockey quiz next week. You're going to be dead. Um uh, 1998. Uh, you know who they played? Who they play in 98? Uh, 
what the, team was uh, very, very good. Well, all teams are very, very good. I mean, you've got to be good to be yeah, in the this team has ha- Hall of Famers everywhere. Uh, Hall of Famers everywhere. Must be, well, a little bit late for the Edmonton Oilers. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. I'll give you another, uh, give you another you know, It was a four-game sweep. Four-game sweep. They didn't, win, they didn't even beat them once. Well, you know, considering that they're in the same division with Penguins, they can't be the Penguins, and uh, Mario yeah. Lemieux. Uh, so, uh, okay, uh, I'll give you an answer here. Let's go with Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, it was Detroit. Yeah. Hope you didn't look that up. No, I didn't. Uh, no, no, I'm I'm just playing with you. Yeah, yeah, it was Detroit. <laughs> Nick Lidstrom, Brendan Shanahan, Steve Eiserman, uh Chris yep. Chelios. Yeah, they were they were they were stacked beyond belief that year, those two years. I'm sure I'm sure Chicago fans hated those teams, Tom. Yeah, and Blackhawks ran up against that team both of those seasons and Gave them oh. all they could handle in the playoffs, but couldn't get past them. Yeah, I, I can't so, imagine uh, being Chicago fans that year. They probably were so mad. It's, you know, it, it's been a while, but, you know, that's the thing. How do you, again, how do you wait? You can't blame a Vegan. Um, mm-hmm. But, how do we explain the uh, Golden Knights getting to where they are, uh, considering their expansion team, and considering the only other time an expansion team has made the playoffs and made the Stanley Cup Finals was when the NHL expanded from six to twelve teams, and all expansion teams were in the Western Conference. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Yeah. Um... Um, you have a lot of NHL GMs to thank for their success, though it does take a team to uh, play. And Gerard Gallant has also been a, a big help in that. So uh, he'll win Coach of the Year, of course. I don't know why he wouldn't. Um, he did a great. He's done a great job uh, getting that team together. But I think it's just it just shows how embarrassing um, it, it is. Like it, the league, the league shouldn't be embarrassed. I tweeted about this last week. The way you should be embarrassed is how bad a lot of their GMs are that, like, led to Vegas being, like, much better than they, they, a lot of people thought they were going to be. I mean, you look at Florida, they gave away two of their best players and for, what, peanuts? I mean, the, the Wild gave away a couple of their decent players. Um, I mean, the Penguins made the right move, though. I mean, come on, who saw Marc-Andre Fleury going full God mode um, for a whole playoff run and for a whole season, really, when he was healthy? Um, no one did, considering how he was only in the 920s um, when he was in Pittsburgh, but um, that's what you really. But you know, they 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 took this team and uh, you know they they brought them all together and Gerard Gallant coached them really well and uh, that's why they're here. They're built on speed. They're very fast. Uh, they're just they're so ferocious to every puck. It's really fun to watch actually, and it's just they're just an island of misfit toys. Really, that's how I like to describe them. All right. Well. 
considering that we got Ovechkin, who hasn't won a cup yet, finally in the finals, and we have the Golden Knights with, what, five five former Penguins on this team? Uh, Gene, Neal, England. Yeah, I can't think of other two. Uh, uh, who are the other two? Am I am I, mis- am I stupid? I don't remember myself. I'm sorry. Uh, if we had Mister Holcomb on today, I was trying uh, to. I was I'm trying to I'm surprised because I'm not surprised by his uh, play so far. I really, I mean, I really thought he was a top goalie. I thought the the Knights were. Very fortunate to get him to be their top goalie on this team, and and a, a veteran presence that that's been through these wars before, and save percentage of nine forty seven. That's incredible. That's that's really uh, going away. One point yeah, six it, 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 goals per game. It's God mode, Tom. It's being I mean, God. That's what he is. It's it's, it's amazing. So, but he played some strong uh, playoffs, some strong games for uh, the Penguins, too. So, that's, you know, I'm not as surprised by Flurry as you seem to be. I mean, I just, I didn't see him doing this well. Like, I knew he was a good goalie, but this level, I never thought he could ever reach this level. I mean, his 2008, before this, his 2008 run, when he took the Penguins to the final against Detroit, that was the best I'd ever seen him play. He was all over everything. I think his average head out here, I think it was over 9.30. I have to go back and check. Um, uh, it was only 10 that year, but I remember that was the best run he ever had. But this run is probably 100 feet higher than that run, which really does say something. He had a couple of years with the Penguins where he really just stunk. It looked like he didn't have a lot left. But I'm just so glad he's rediscovered his game the past few years. It's really helped. And, I mean, I think – all Penguins fans are cheering for him here. I don't think anyone would would not. Um, I think we all loved him in Pittsburgh, and I mean, why why wouldn't you? And I'm sure Matt Murray's going to watch, and he's going to cheer for him too. He even said he would. He's going to watch um, Flower in the uh, playoffs because he wants to cheer him on. Okay, and you know I don't blame him because I think uh, Flurry and uh, Murray had a great relationship. So, they did, yeah. They were the best friends. You know, that, yeah, exactly. It wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't surprise me. doesn't surprise me a bit that Murray would, uh, would be uh, rooting for uh, uh, Andre Fleury to do well in, in this series. Uh, break down hmm. the series for me. Um, top lines, second lines, checking lines. Who do you think has the advantage as far as uh, – uh, Frontline players. All right, frontline players. Uh, I think for top end talent, it, it, you're talking about top end talent, correct? Like that, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that probably will go to Washington. I mean, they can roll out the top line. They can put Ovechkin and Kuznetsov together, uh, Backstrom with Oshie. Uh, I really do like their their top six. It, it's done really well. Their biggest question mark was always their depth because it's just sunk so far from last year. But they they look like the Penguins from two years ago. I mean, the Penguins were deeper, but they're getting scoring from everywhere in their lineup, which is what you need this time of year. And I didn't expect that from them considering they don't have a lot. 
in their on their bottom two lines, but um, they're they're doing it. But um, but for, as far as for top end talent, I uh, Washington has it. Overall depth, I'd probably lean towards Vegas, so Washington can make up for that um, um, a bit. I just I've, I've I've picked against Vegas in two of these three uh, two of these three series. Um, every time I've picked against them, they've lost. Um, I think Vegas is going to win this time. I, I really do. I think I think it's going to go seven games though. But I really think Vegas is going to win it. And you know, and guess what, Tom? We can all laugh together. We can all laugh. <laughs> well, you, you broke down the, the the top the forward lines. How about defense? Because uh, it seems like you know the the national uh, the Capitals are uh, fairly deep on defense. Um, mm-hmm. And can go, you know, three carries deep. Um, yeah, yeah, they're they're not bad. Yeah, John Carlson's awesome. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, he's in line to get a massive payday after this season, and I mean a massive pay. I think he led the league in all defensemen for points. Uh, there's talk he get an eight-year deal worth almost eight million per year. Um, yeah, so I'm, there will be plenty of uh, suitors for him. Uh, he's going to cash out if the Capitals cannot bring him back. He plays <laughs> on the second pairing, though. Their top pairing is very underrated. Uh, Matt Niskin and Dmitry Orlov. Um, uh, you know, I'm sorry to put a Penguins reference in, but, you know, the Penguins really rediscover, uh, made Matt Niskin who he is now. Um, that last couple, his last couple seasons he was there. He really um, just developed his overall game. Played, he really – and just – really improved his offensive game too but overall his both his his overall game just developed so smoothly he ended up going to Washington and it, it's worked out good and then Orlov is always very underrated um Kepney mm-hmm. has been a solid depth addition for them um I don't really like their bottom pairing with Orpik and Juice uh Brooks Orpik I've found is kind of overrated for a while but um yeah, okay. then you have, uh, Vegas with with Nate Schmidt. Uh, you know he was he used to be a capital, but uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. But um, then you have Derek England and Shea Theodore and uh, all, all, all them. It's 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 it really is something when you when you look at it. I, I, I don't see, I think the defense is kind of even. You think the defense is kind of even? It's it's close, yeah. I mean, if I had to pick one, I'd probably lean towards Washington because of how well uh, Carlson, Niskanen, or Orlov have played this year. Okay, because I thought you would actually come out a little bit stronger uh, toward Washington on the defensive pairings. Uh, yeah, yeah I, mean, about... I do. I do favor them. I do favor them for sure. Okay. Now we've talked about uh, Mark Andre, you know, Flurry for, you know, quite a bit of this segment. Uh, break down Braden Hopi for us. Um, again, you know, what are we looking at as far as him against uh, the the, um, the Knights uh, goaltending, and does he benefit quite a bit from uh, the defense that's playing in front of him? Yeah, yeah, the uh, the the goaltending is honestly kind of weird for them. Um, remember when um, they started the uh, the backup the first two games and uh, they, he almost he could have lost his, the coach could have lost his job. 
Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, couldn't quite they, figure they, that they out. Were, they, were lucky. they were lucky they, they didn't lose that series. They were very lucky. Um, but you know what? After they uh, finally got rid of him, uh, Philip Grubauer, they uh, brought the starter back in, in Hopi, and he's uh, hasn't looked back since. And that's, I think, also the biggest reason why they're there today. Um, yeah, Hopi is a nine. Two four a safe percentage in these playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, why would you, why would you start Grubauer? You know, much is inferior goalie, and and you're starting him in the playoffs. That I, I would have to leave that that would have had uh, that would have had Barry Trotz on the uh, on the firing line if they had lost that first round series. Yeah, but they did it because of um, how well he played during the regular season. Uh, they they probably overreact, maybe overreacted a bit, but I mean, you know, they had to do something, and they put him back in, and then um, they uh, they they never looked back. They they just they kept winning, and he he he's played very well. He played much better than I thought he would, especially against the Penguins, the team he's um, always struggled against. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Big reason why they're there. Um, all right, so we got a bunch of former Penguins in Vegas. No, well, not a bunch, but you know, <laughs> some very good Penguin players in Vegas. Are we going? You official pick from Hunter Hodes right now. We're going to hold him to it, um, just like we're going to hold him to it if Vegas wins the Stanley Cup. We're going to bring back up preseason uh, expansion draft and first 10 games again uh, because, hey, that's just how uh, Dave and I roll. But um, <laughs> not now, Tom. You're a fifth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's fun. When, you know, because you're the hockey expert, it's fun when we could uh, – to pin you down and, and have a little fun with you on the hockey line. So, but uh, officially, officially, who do you see winning this series? How many games? Um, most valuable player. Uh, give us your picks. All right, um, Vegas. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna win it seven games, and um, the MVP. I mean. Who 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 else but uh, MAF Tom? Um, he's yeah. You can honestly make a case that even if they lose, he could win it. Uh, he could win the Conn Smythe even if they lose. Honestly, um, I think it's only happened a couple times ever, but uh, you could make a pretty good case that he could win it. But uh, he'll win it for sure if they win. Um, he's been a world other on otherworldly, and he's gonna. I think he's gonna do it again and against the Capitals. Okay. Um, tell you what, just for um, just to be contrary about it, I think Ovechkin gets his first uh, Stanley Cup. I think he All earned right. it. I <laughs> we'll see. As I say, just just to be contrary, because uh, we don't want to agree all the time on this show, and exactly. we tend to agree quite a bit, but. Uh, I think Ovechkin has really earned a cup, has a stellar career. 
Um, and uh, I think he's got enough supporting cast, especially on the defensive side. Um, he, he's got players that can score goals. He's got players who play well in front of Holtby. Uh, I really do see the Capitals coming out of this. I think it goes six. And I think Vegas kind of feels the heat a little bit now that they are in the finals. Uh, the full spotlight is going to be on them. And I just all right, I, I all think right. Alex Ovechkin is going to get his cup. So, you know. All right, Tom. I'll, it's I'll it's going to be interesting to see. Lose, yeah. If they lose, I'll ask yes. you. <laughs> Not that you don't do enough of that anyway, but anyway. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we got our picks, and uh, I like it. Uh, we got our picks from the National League, uh, Major League Baseball races, where we see our favorites as they head into the summer months. Uh, good show. It was great to have you back, Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. missed, I said it's great to have you back. Missed having you on the last couple of weeks. Uh, but uh, hopefully you're not going to be scheduled to work on Saturdays too much, and we'll have a chance to uh, to do more with you, um, you know, over the summer as the Major League Baseball races um, yeah, yeah, up and sure. yeah, NFL pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be a fun month, and then we're we're heading into football camp pretty soon. So they were running yes, into OTAs. Um, real quick, what did you think? Do you think Roethlisberger overreacted uh, about the uh, kick of uh, Rudolph in the third round? I mean, what he said, I mean, it's it's probably right, but, I mean, sometimes he some says a little too much at the wrong time. He just needs to keep his mouth shut sometimes. It, it, he's kind of done it a couple of times, but a few, few, quite a few times throughout his career. It, it, it's, it's annoying. But, I mean, um, I think they'll be fine together. Um, you know, it's, it's the back – it's his job to learn from, I mean, the greatest quarterback in Steelers history. I will die on that hill. Um, and I think I think they'll be fine. I really do. Okay, good to hear. And we are finished with another uh, show, another weekend sports huddle. Uh, this is Tom Pollan, along with Hunter Hodes. Hope Dave Holcomb has a safe trip home uh, back to Atlanta. And unfortunately. Uh, um, Losing the kind of losing the staff down there. So I heard about that. Yeah, we, I'm so sorry, Dave. Yeah, it's hard to hard to take, yeah. but uh, we know Dave's gonna come through this okay. And again, join us next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Block Talk Radio, WRSP Radio, Weekend Sports Huddle. This is Tom Pollen wishing you a great week coming up. Great Memorial Day weekend. Take care, everyone. Goodbye.